Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for March 30th is Judges chapters 1 and 2. It begins with the passing away of Joshua. And in verse 1, after the death of Joshua, the Israelites inquired of Yahweh, who will be the first to fight for us against the Canaanites? They want to carry out the, the charge that they were given by Joshua. They were ordered not to cohabitate with the godless pagans of the land. They were to drive them out. And of course, anybody among the godless pagans, quote unquote, who wanted to worship the one true God and assimilate into Israel... They were welcome to do that. But you couldn't live alongside of the unclean sinners who chase after false gods because they will draw you away. They were told again and again. And so now they're asking, who should go first? And God says, Judah. Judah says, let's go. He takes Simeon, the tribe of Simeon. They go together and they have Lots of success. Joshua 15 comes again. If you remember the story of Caleb and his daughter and Othniel and how they get together, it's repeated for us here, almost verbatim. Very interesting. And then more war. And it's interesting because... As much victory as Judah experiences, they're not able to go all the way. In verse 19, it says that they could not drive out the people who were living in the plain because those people had iron chariots. Is an iron chariot too difficult for God to melt or make disappear? Surely there must have been something more than just the iron chariots. Maybe it was a lack of faith. Maybe they were afraid of the iron chariots. Maybe there was some sin. I don't know. It's just very interesting. Like they, they had so, the tribe of Judah had so much success and then were just kind of left with a cliffhanger. They couldn't complete the job. And then Benjamin failed at driving out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. And it says the Jebusites have lived among the Benjamites in Jerusalem until this day. And then interestingly, Joseph, the house of Joseph, has incredible success. They're going to ransack a city and they meet a man who's coming out and they say, hey, if you tell us how to get in, we'll let you live. We'll be kind to you and your family. So he does. And they do, and they ransack that city, and they have great success. But then there's a series. Manasseh failed, Ephraim failed, Zebulun failed, Asher failed, Naphtali failed. The Danites failed, one after another. And so in chapter 2, the angel of Jehovah went up from Gilgal to Bolchim, 
and said, I brought you out of Egypt and led you into the land I had promised to your ancestors. And I also said, I will never break my covenant with you. You are not to make a covenant with the people who live in this land. You are to tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed me. I am not going to drive out these people from before you. Because of your sin, there will be thorns in your sides and their gods will be a snare for you or a trap for you. And when the angel or the messenger of Jehovah had spoken these words to all the Israelites, the people wept loudly. They were sorry. I think they were sorry for the consequences. Doesn't seem like they were so sorry that they were willing to change though, but they did offer sacrifices. And there's a verse that says obedience is better than sacrifice. And I think that's what it's talking about. It is so much better to obey and receive the blessing than to disobey and offer sacrifices and to try to make up for our shortcomings. Oh, but there's grace when the heart is right. I just wonder, their hearts must not have been right. Because in chapter 2, verse 6, it says, when Joshua had sent the people away, the Israelites had gone to take possession of the land, each to his own inheritance. The people worshipped Yahweh throughout Joshua's lifetime and during the lifetime of the elders who lived longer than Joshua. They had seen all of Jehovah's or Yahweh's great works he had done for Israel. And then Joshua died at the age of 110 they buried him in the territory of his inheritance. The whole generation was also gathered to their ancestors. And after them, another generation rose up who did not know Yahweh or the works he had done for Israel. When Joshua and his contemporaries passed away, the next generation did not know God. They did not know the works he had done. I'm like, why not? Did the people not tell their children? Did they not follow the command to write the words of the commands on the city gates and on the doorposts of their house and to hang them from their hands and to hang them from their heads? They didn't obey. This is why you were supposed to do all those things. Come on, man. Golly. And so God's anger burned against Israel and there was judgment. Lots of judgment. I hope and I pray that you and I do better, my friends. Let us do better. God bless you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And we'll see you tomorrow.